My purpose in life is to leave my dent in the universe in absolutely everything I do, as well as to inspire and help others do the same. For someone to leave their dent in my life is a privilege. For me to leave my dent in someone else's life is an honor. But to inspire and help others leave their own dent in the universe is an indescribable feeling. I plan on doing this through this podcast by celebrating my guests and inspiring my listeners, all while leaving my own dent in the universe and helping others do the same. My name is Fer Andrade, and this is Denting. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Denting. Today, I have a very special guest, someone that I don't have the pleasure of knowing. Um, I told you that I wasn't going to talk too much, but I'm a very talkative person, so excited to get to know you. Bjorn Seeliger, how are you? Did I pronounce your name right? You did, thank you. Okay. Um, very good. Just finished practice uh, Friday afternoon right now, so we're a little tired, but we'll get through it. Good. Uh, for those that may not know you, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, so my name is Bjorn. I'm on the men's swim team here at Berkeley, and uh, it's my second year sophomore, and uh, I'm pre-Haas. Um, yeah, outside of hobbies, it's just like play music and play video games. Men's swimming. Exactly. And you're from Sweden? Yeah, yeah. I actually, let's see if I get it right. Soldier Talje. You did, you did, damn. I, I practiced a bit, so <laughs> Emma Weston from Women's Soccer is also from, she's from Stockholm. Yeah, yeah. So shout out Emma, episode 10. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I know you don't know too much maybe about this podcast, but it's called Denting. It's about leaving your dent in the universe. Mm-hmm. It's about just getting to, to know you and your personal story and how you've built up the resume you have so far. So tell me a bit about your personal pre-Cal life. Uh, I saw that you were born in Germany, but you represent Sweden. So how, how did that happen or, or what's, yeah, what was life like as in your childhood? Um, so I, that's right. I, I was born in Germany and then basically my whole family is German. And um, when I was a little kid, we moved to Sweden because of, basically a job offer so I grew up in Sweden and I therefore consider myself Swedish and now a lot of my family lives there too so um yeah I don't know I, I guess that would make me German <laughs> oh, yeah do you have a dual citizenship <laughs> yeah I do okay. I do so cool. I speak fluently German too so it's pretty dope but um yeah I grew up in grew up in Sweden and Sweden's great Sweden's really pretty um very different from here and yeah I swam pretty much since I was a little kid um Went through high school there, swam all the way through that, was on a national team, and um, decided to do college because in Sweden, you can't really combine, you know, higher education and swimming or any sport for that matter. So I was looking into, like, uh, U.S. for sure. Yeah, Emma mentioned the exact same thing about Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned right now that you also speak German. Your English is pretty amazing as well. So, uh, how many languages do you speak? Is it those three or? Yeah, I took Spanish in high school, but one word for you is video games. That's the move, okay. honestly. I think that um, that helped me a lot when I was a little kid, like 14, 15. I used to play so much video games that I was like speaking to everyone around the world, right? And that helped so much in like developing my English to where like today people are like, what? You're not from here? It's like pretty crazy but also I learned I, I feel like I learned really fast like especially languages so okay that helps what video games did did you play Call of Duty Call of all Duty. the way 
Okay. Yeah. Not anymore. You know, I, it's a funny thing, right? I was like, oh, I'm going to college. This is like last year. And then I have a PS4. I had a PS4. So I was like, God, I got to sell this. You know, I got to study. Like everyone in my class is going to study. It's all we're going to do. And then I come out, sold my PS4. I was like fired up to study and like, you know, be productive. And literally everyone brings their PS4 out. Yeah. And they all play video games. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's playing video games. and I don't have a video game platform. So that kind of sucks. But yeah. Yeah. Now, it, what do you, like, if you did have your platform with you, do you think you'd have the time? No, no. Okay. I, but it's, I mean, I, I have a computer now, and I just play, you know, my once a week maybe, but okay. it's a little bit of, like, winding down. Um, I feel like it's really good to get your head over things, because we do so much, especially as student-athletes. Yeah. It's like Sunday night, Saturday night, you know, we can't really party, so maybe just play a little video games. I think that's fine. Yeah. How's the the team discipline right now that you mentioned? No partying or, or how does like that work into that your aspect of, of life in college? Um I think especially at Cal, it depends on what team you're on. Um Exactly. Yeah, it's very different between what team you're on. But um I think our team is, is really good with it. We have our main season in the spring. So fall like during the summer it's like, you know, you can party a little bit, that's fine. We don't really uh, train together. It's more like on your own. And then once you come in the fall, it's like maybe September, you kind of phase out, right? So you have a couple of parties, you see each other again, but then you kind of phase out towards like November. So yeah, I think right around now we have like some competitions coming up. So we're pretty much just, you know, swimming, right? And then um, I think New Year's is when our actual dry season starts. For those that don't know what that is, it's basically a period where it's like no alcohol, no nothing, right? So which is really good because that's like a team rule. That's what we uphold. So from, I think, January 1st to like the end of NCs, which is NCA in March, we don't do anything. So that's really good for us. Who sets that rule? The coach or you guys? I think tradition. It's been a long time like that because swimming here has been really good for a long time. So it's like we, we know what we're doing. And it's also something that the U.S. does really well. If you're a senior on the team, you kind of know the rules and you enforce them and you make them. And you build on what's been given to you from prior student athletes right on that team and you kind of kind of work that into the the sophomores and the freshmen and then when they grow up and become seniors they know those rules right so you kind of pass it on along the chain what do you think would happen if there aren't strong seniors on the team or anybody else and it's just like bad influence like how do you switch that how do you make this tradition how do you start this tradition um do you think that falls on the athletes or the coaches i think both I think there is, if you want to be really good, there needs to be a structure, there needs to be rules, there needs to be consequences. So that's really important. And then I think over time, we've kind of developed that little method of like, okay, you're in college, you want to have fun, but we're also here to perform, you know. It's very different depending on what team you're on, like I said. But we're really into like, hey, we want to swim fast, you know. And especially swimming, it's very aerobic, so you have to like be fit. You can't just party and just show up the next day and be fine with it, right? So... Um, figuring that piece out, especially if you're a freshman, it's like, oh, college, great, there's so much to do, blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, you got you to gotta really, like, time manage. It's really important. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, going back to your, your childhood a bit, I saw that uh, it stood out to me that you were born in January of 2000, mm -hmm. but you're a sophomore right now. So how did that happen? Is it a different, like, school schedule in Sweden, or did you take a gap year, or...? Or what's that situation? Both, both. So in Sweden, you start school one year later. Okay. Um, don't ask me why. It's <laughs> rules, I guess. I don't know. We all start one year later. And then because I'm two years older than, than my class, that means that I also had basically an extra year of high school. And that was just because of swimming. 
um, was on some kind of swimming schedule, if that makes sense, where it's like, hey, we'll just do less classes so you can focus more on your sport. Well, because you traveled a lot internationally. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Swimming is just like you go everywhere all the time. It's probably the same with soccer. It's just like, especially because it's like ramping up towards the Olympics last year. It was just like a good idea to take less classes over a bigger period of time. So when I came in, I was two years older, which is, you know, totally fine, but... There's nothing wrong with it at all. It was yeah. just something that stood, yeah. stood yeah. out to me. Yeah, I think it's good, too. You're more mature when you're, like, 20 than you're 18, and that helps a lot, especially during COVID, that helps. Yeah, I mean, COVID and the maturity, like you said, like, you seem really mature. I'm thinking about so- – I'm a junior, mm-hmm. but I was born in 2001, yeah. and I'm thinking about sophomores on my team, <laughs> and they don't have your confidence, they don't have your maturity, and yeah. I've known you for 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. It was just that first impression. <laughs> um, but – well, you talked about swimming and, and how you got into it. I saw that you also played soccer or football for, <laughs> it said, four years. Exactly. So did you, like, when did you play uh, soccer or was there any point where you had to decide between the two sports? Yeah. First the question, though. Go for it. According to you, is it football or soccer? Football. It's football. Yeah. Right? Well, it's especially because, like, like I told you, I'm Mexican. Yeah. So football. Right. Like, it's just what I know. And that that's like how I learned it first, yeah. and then I mean worldwide, it's it's yeah, football. It's a little bit of a culture clash here because Americans are gonna be like, oh, football is not. Well, I mean, it's the same as swimming in the world, in in the Olympics or in European Championships or anywhere else. You were competing in meters, and then you come to NCAs and you're competing right? in yards, right? Yeah, we well, do compete in yards. The US is special. Yeah, very different. <laughs> um, so so how did you get into either one of the sports, or when did you decide for, uh, to go to swimming? Um. I'd say, you know, as your average kid, where it's like testing out a bunch. Yep. One thing I didn't test out was basketball. Um, maybe should have, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was pretty big into football, you know, soccer. Yeah. Just because I was tall and I was athletic and I could do it. It was fun. And basically none of my friends swam, right? They all played soccer, which is really big in Europe. So I did that until I was like 12, 13 maybe. And I was a goalie and uh, I kind of sucked, you know. I was really bad at it because I was too afraid to like throw myself so I was like standing in the goal and just like trying to catch the wall. It was pretty pretty bad, but I was two heads taller than everyone else. So they're all like, "You're going in the goal, buddy." Yeah. <laughs> for for context for anyone watching, I mean, you you're clearly taller than me, but I don't know if the cameras are gonna show that. But you're six eight. <laughs> yeah. So that's the difference. It does help the sport. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, you chose one because you were better at it. Than, yeah. Than so other. at the same time, when I was doing soccer, um, I did swim and. And I swam since I was little, right? I did baby swim, whatever that's called, you know, right after birth. And then since then, I've always been swimming, mainly because my mom has a scoliosis, which is a back kind of, not injury, but like a, um, what's that called? Back, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know what you yeah, mean. It's I deform, just... deformity, that's yeah. the word. Okay. And um, it was important because she had to swim as her therapy, therapy when she yeah. was little. So she made sure that in case we had the same thing, once we grew up, she wanted us to swim. So we've always been in the water never afraid of it and just like practicing all of that and and yeah at a time um i was basically maybe like yeah 13 14 i was like yeah this is, takes up too much time right now so i'll just do swimming nice nice um did you have any takeaways from playing soccer for example for me i've played soccer my whole life i didn't really test too many sports after like when i was five years old because i just decided to stick with soccer mm-hmm. um but i did do track one season in high school and what that taught me was the shift in, in focus and competition. So in soccer, obviously 11 versus 11, 
And it's like the individual things are just, they're all subjective. They're not really objective. But in track, same as swimming, it's like you have your own individual time and you can actually measure your performance. Did you have any of those takeaways? Like for me, it's, it, it gave me that new mentality of it's you versus you. Like it, I'm competing against myself and I brought that into soccer in the sense that, yeah, there's 11 of us, but I can focus on my own improvement. Did you have any takeaways from soccer? That's an no? interesting point because what you're saying is that in a team sport, it's not only up to you, right? Exactly. And then individual sports, it is. So it comes down to, um, I think, your attention to detail and also your willingness to compete, right? Because for one, I think it's, for me, it's really hard to watch other people do less than they can, right? So when you're in a team sport, you can do whatever you can do, right? You can you can do you can give a hundred percent, but if your team's not there, exactly, then you're gonna be like, what the fuck, you know? So I feel like for me, it was, I liked the idea more of doing an individual sport because I had control, right? So um, I think that was why I chose it mainly, maybe subconsciously. I don't think I actively chose it like yeah. that, but also just like, hey, I'm I'm a good swimmer, so. Um, I was just better at it, right? And it, yeah, it's within your, your control. Obviously, it's very frustrating when you're in a team that doesn't like perform the exact way that you do, especially when the result is collective rather than individual. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see that in any other aspect of your life? Is that just simply who you are or just in sport? Um, no, I'd say in life I'm a team player for sure, you know. Like, socially, I love love hanging around people and talking to people and, and just, like, trying to help them get better, too, in whatever they do. And that's a good point, too. Like, here, like, in college, you are a team, right? So yeah. I swim in my own lane. But when it comes down to it, when we're at competitions, we collect points, right? And we tally up those points, and then what team has the most points wins. Wins, yeah. So it's not only me, right? So it's also figuring out how to help other people get better. And, you know, I'm not perfect either. So it's like, they got to help me get better. Yeah. When you were basically in high school or deciding to, to get to Cal, I mean, you, you mentioned it already with the national team, but member of the Swedish senior national team since 2017, and you had quite the the records with the junior national team as well, some that you set and then broke yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like competing internationally and representing your country from such a, a young age? Did that give you a shift in focus or... It, was it just natural for you? I think um, shift and focus for sure because at some point when you go to an international competition once you're like 13, 14, it's like, hey, this is kind of fun, right? Especially because it's like challenging, right? It's nervous. And, but um, it's like once you're there, when you're young, you realize that this is something that I can become really good at. Um, so that's something, for example, that the U.S. people don't really have, right? A lot of the people that are really good they never get to go to any competitions because there's just, like, none here, you know, at that, like, and swimming is what I mean, right? So um, there's maybe Junior Worlds, and that's, I think, it. There's, like, Pan Packs, maybe, Junior Pan Packs. That's it for them once they're younger. But for us in Europe, there's these, a bunch of competitions. You go, like, twice, three times every season, so, like, six times a year, maybe, to, like, you know, Russia, Israel, everywhere, you know? It's great because, first of all, it's team bonding. The people you go with are, like, your best friends for life. And then second of all, it's like seeing seeing other cities. And it, I just love that, right? Just traveling. So that's why I stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I see that from the travel like point of view and also from the team point of view. Because, I mean, I feel like 
traveling sometimes in Europe is like traveling within the U.S. in the sense that every state is so different and it's such a big country that right. it feels the same. So for us, it was like Florida or Dallas is like big soccer tournaments. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I had those experiences as well. And it yeah. gives you such a team bonding experience true, that's true. that's different. Um, with your with your commitment to Cal, when did that happen? I mean, I, I saw your, your post from almost two years ago to the date. It was like November 2019 when you committed but what made you, you already mentioned the higher education and combining with sport, but what made you choose Cal? Um, I think um, the pursuance of excellence that we have here, that was a big thing, right? Because swimming is one of those sports where we're very fortunate to have a lot of U.S. teams, right? So there's a lot of colleges that have swimming and there's a lot of colleges that have good swimming, right? But there's a big difference between um, a top 10 school and a not top 10 school, you know? So when I looked at schools, I wanted to be somewhere where I can get better, and that means finding a place where there are people that are better than you. And that was hard, you know? That was like, okay, not, not just, I'm not meaning necessarily times, but like also academically, right? Just like, where can I go to challenge myself? That was really important for me. How, well, you seem like someone that's pretty avid in learning just from the comments you've made whether it be with the languages or, or other things and what you just commented on how important was school for you this whole time how were you as a student were you mostly individually focused especially since you were traveling so much or or how was your academic life before cal before cal yeah before cal um it was pretty consistent i think a lot of my teachers understood and they helped me um i'd say that i'm more I think the idea of learning is more fun than learning, right? I think learning is great, but it's really hard for me to sit down and actually, like, do stuff. So I have yeah. to force myself way more than, like, you know, if someone asked me, like, would you rather jump in the pool and do two hours of hard swimming than, or two hours of studying and choose the swimming, right? So it's like um, figuring that out was a big piece in high school, right? Just, like, learning how to sit down and study because I understood that, when, when it came to swimming, I'd really enjoy it, right? So I was like, I want really want to do this and, like, you know, be social. I really like to do this. But then studying, the only thing that got me better was actually sitting down and, like, rewriting and, you know, annotating and blah, blah, blah. And that was, like, super hard for me. What motivated you to be able to do that if you didn't like it as much, obviously, as swimming? I don't know. That's a good question. There was never, like, oh, I want to go to Harvard or I want to go to Cal. It was more like I want to, I want to swim but I also know that swimming is not going to put cash in the bank, you know. Okay. I mean, it can, but, like, not necessarily enough for life. So, and that's the same thing. Like, I knew, I was smart enough to know that, like, at some point, there's going to be a switch between you're not a swimmer anymore. You're going to be someone who works, right? So, if you can build that foundation up enough to where you can enjoy both things, but that one thing is going to end at some point, right? But then you have, like, 40 more years in work life. And people tend to forget that. They're really good at their sport. And they really like their swimming. But then they're like, ah, oh, shit, you know, I gotta do something else. And yeah, it's kind of hard to keep that both, keep both both of those boats floating. Yeah, it's it's very hard, and it's what the actual definition of a student athlete. Like you've mentioned, there's many athletes and many teams and very different circumstances, but many people don't live out the true definition of student athlete, and they forget that once sport is over, mm. you have. But I was saying that uh, many people forget that afterwards you're. You have a whole life in yeah. front of you. Yeah. Um, so you've mentioned that you're pre-HOS. Um, I read that you are interested in either 
uh, anything with business or or econ along those lines and we'll talk a bit more uh, about that in a bit but did you have those interests before even getting to Cal is that something you've had in mind or again was it the swimming aspect that made you think about it um, mostly swimming but then I was really fortunate to be like hey this is like literally one of the best swimming teams in the country but also academically very challenging right and not necessarily challenging that's the wrong word but more like intriguing right so it's really interesting the like the, the plethora of things you can choose here it's really it's really a lot right yeah. so for me I was really I was dead set on not not choosing a major before I came in it was really important for me to be like hey I'm gonna test out everything and anything and I knew pretty fast that STEM, not the move for me, <laughs> but I really enjoyed econ and especially like behavioral econ, how it's like psychology matters and consumer economics. And that, that was really interesting to me. And I think that um, Haas can leverage that really well. So I think that's the route we're going. But and I think you understand that, too, because I know you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be a good time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, with STEM, I saw that one of your uncles uh, studied his postdoc here in the chem department. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm assuming you may be named after him with your middle name or not? Yes, yes, yeah. true. So I figured maybe that would be a connection. Did that motivate at all or, or not? A little bit. So it's kind of funny. So he, he lives in Long Island, right? Okay. And he I'm going to visit him on Thanksgiving in like 20 days. It's going to be great. But <laughs> he literally goes, it's kind of funny. I was like, oh. Yeah, Marcus, I'm going to Cal, I think. He's like, that's where I went. I was like, yeah, I know. And then he's like, so why are you going there? I was like, they have a pretty good swim team. He's like, what? We have a swim team? <laughs> so, oh, so he, he didn't know anything about the Not sports? really. You know, he was here in 2003, so okay. a long time ago. But, um, you know, he's a super nerd, if that makes sense. And yep. he was just, like, super focused on his studies, and he never really went out to... To, to, to I mean, a postdoc in the chem department exactly. at Berkeley. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, might, I think he knew about some team, but I don't think he knew how good it was. Okay. So you talked about the level of excellence that you were looking for and how you wanted to explore both, which really fit Cal. Yeah. Um, you committed, and how was your, your process after that? I mean, I know I have some of your accomplishments here with, with the national team down, um, whether it be World Cup in Berlin or the... European championships, obviously your times, especially in, in the free, have always been pretty great. Um, how was that? Did, did you push yourself differently now that you were competing with a different group or were about to compete with a different group because you were with the Swedish national team and with the European uh, kids in, in competition? Yeah. And then here, to my understanding, because I don't know too much, but I... I and I understand that the coaches on on both sides of the program are pretty much very involved with the Team USA yeah. uh, athletes, which is obviously a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Did you start preparing differently in in any way? So I thought about that. I was like maybe five months out because I committed I think in November, so it's a, a year out. But then like five months out, like in the spring, I was like, hmm, maybe I should like plan or like try and like figure stuff out so I'm not so overwhelmed when moving because for a lot of international, it's a big move, right? But what helped me a lot was that I, I've already lived away from home, which is really important, right? So I lived in my apartment, which is really good in Sweden. So that kind of prepared me. So I wasn't really scared about the whole moving thing. But swimming-wise, I was like, maybe I should write to our coach, you know, Dave Durden, great head coach, amazing guy. 
and he, I was, I was going to ask him, like, hey, can you send over some of our, like, workouts? Because I have pretty bad hearing, and I was scared that when I came in that I wouldn't be able to, like, understand what we were doing, right? Uh-huh. And I have to be like, what are we doing, what are we doing, like, be annoying, right? So I was, like, trying to think if I should, like, tell, ask him if he could send over some stuff. So I'd be prepared, but I chose not to, and I think that was a good move. I think... I mean, our team is very understanding like that, and it, was, it wasn't even an issue to, like, get into that. But other than that, I think it was really important for me, to, like, during the summer before I came to, like, keep fit, right? Because our Olympics got, I want to say, when did we know they got moved? Late uh, in the spring. So 2020, I came in last fall. Yeah, so I knew before. That makes sense, right? I mean, yeah. But, so you came in fall 2020 yeah. into to Cal, and before that, yeah, they were already postponed. Yeah, so I knew. I guess I knew. So I was like, okay, there's no Olympics, which we trained for, like to qualify for. So I think we just, it was like, a lot of people took time off. That's what I'm trying to say. You yeah. Know? And I was like, I sh- really shouldn't. So like, I want to be fit when I come in. I don't want to be this sack of potatoes, you know, trying to swim <laughs> up my entire fall. So that was really important. That's what I did, too. Like, I kept fit, which is really good. And in Sweden, uh, to my understanding, some things were kept open in contrast, especially to, oh, yes. to California. Yes, yes. So that was a huge advantage to you. You were, oh, yeah. Did you follow your daily routine as, as normal during yeah. the pandemic? It was totally normal. That's insane. Sweden was, like, literally the only country that didn't shut down, like, at all. We didn't even have mask mandates, like, nothing. So we were, like, on Twitter and Instagram looking through the world that was, you know, going down the shit drain. And we were just, like, chilling. We were like, oh, this is normal for us. And it's really interesting because if you look back at it now, we had a higher death rate for sure. Um, was it exceptionally higher? No. But we're also a very, very healthy population, like, in, in context. So yep. that matters, right? But I don't know. I, th- I think that, I mean, we had a great time. We had everything open. We had, we had everything normal. It's like Australia in the beginning. But they had their country locked down, if that makes sense. Yep. No one came in. But, yeah, it was just a weird time, you know? So I swam through all of summer and just, like, hung out in Stockholm and lived there and just prepared for Cal. And then I came out here, and it's just this, like, it's just crazy, right? So different, yeah. Yeah, very different. So you mentioned you lived in, in your own apartment. So you didn't live with your, your family? Not for the last year before I came out. Was that on purpose to, like, prepare for Cal or to focus on the Olympics or just for personal reasons? Uh, personal and Olympics, for sure. Because oh. it's just closer, right? So, and my club team... So, I, I lived, like, 35 minutes outside of Stockholm. Yeah. And that was, like, 35 minutes, no traffic. But usually, every morning is, like, at least an hour, right? So, I decided, like, hey, I'm not going to drive an hour there and back to swim. Because my club team was really close to my home. But the national center where I wanted to train was really far. Yeah. in Stockholm. So I decided to just move out there, basically, and just swim and be way closer to the pool, which is good, very good. Nice. Um, so obviously that played a, a huge advantage for, for you during your living situation. Once you got to Cal, um, you guys, were you guys training and, and all of that during the fall? Or? Yeah, we were normal. Okay. We were, I mean, semi-normal. We were one person per lane. But we got to train nine sessions a week, so that was, like, normal schedule. We did not get to use the the locker room, so no yep. showers, which sucks, right? Because we're in the water at, like, 6. And <laughs> it's pretty hard to get in the water at 6 and then get out, and it's, like, winter, and you're freezing, and you can't shower. How were, uh, How was that different to what you were used to in terms of routine and practice schedules were you used to getting in the pool at 6 a.m yeah very similar okay very similar amount of sessions just different kind of stuff okay 
in what way was it different or is it like very specific uh it's not very specific i think the u.s is a lot more power a lot more power a lot more strength so we do a lot more resistive training which means like in swimming you swim with the suit on right so what you can do to make it harder is you can put like more uh weight that pulls you back which means like a power bucket or something that like basically creates resistance so you swim slower but you have to you know uh, put in a higher effort to get yeah. forward. So basically, a lot more of that. We really didn't do anything in any of that in Sweden. Okay, and when when you came here, how was your living situation like? Obviously, our school was online, which that was different. Yeah. Everything. I'm assuming I wasn't here in in fall. Yeah. Our team was. Yeah. Like, there yeah. was nothing. Interesting. Um, what was it like? I'm I'm assuming it was pretty dead in in Berkeley. Oh yeah, it was pretty dead for sure. There was a couple of students because I feel like a lot of people had their apartments. Yeah. And they're like, I mean, if I have my apartment, I just might live there, you know. And there's like, you know, restaurants were open, but only you know takeout, and it wasn't as dead as dead as you might think. But um, it was pretty like it was a simple life, if that makes sense. Okay. Which helped because I was here to swim, right? So it was pretty much online school and swimming, and that was it. And it kept you focused. Yeah, very focused. Uh, were you living in dorms or in an apartment? Apartment. Okay, and with. Other teammates by yourself? Swimmers. Okay. Yeah, we usually just, it's also good that pretty much every freshman stays with a freshman and then you kind of move out of that, uh, dorms or not dorms, and um, yeah, figure out a house. And usually we just stay with each other. So so even freshmen don't, like, you'll get an apartment as a freshman, that's normal? Not normal. I think that was just us because because of COVID. We decided that if we're living in Blackwell, it's going to get shut down for sure. And it did, right? So there is like, parties and stuff and they shut down so they're like hey everyone move out you're going home and <laughs> we didn't want that so we moved into apartments okay yeah makes sense um you came in your or before i even get into this were there any cultural shifts that may, i mean i'm assuming you were aware of them but for example with the yards and and meters sort of thing did that affect you in in sort in terms of certain timings that you have like i'm assuming that since it's always going to be 50 yeah. meters, 100 meters, yeah. 200 meters, you know when to turn, you know where the wall is, things like that. And the change with yards, did that affect your swimming at first? Yes. Okay. For sure. It was, <laughs> I think over the, the span of my freshman year, I dropped like maybe four seconds in my wow. hundred, which is a lot. Yeah. You know, that's a lot. Because the first time I swam, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was just spinning and then, oh, there's a wall and, you know. It's just terrible because you're right. You have this timing. You have this internalized timing, which is in your really, you just know what you're doing, right? But then it kind of gets screwed up because I think 25 yards is like 22.9 meters. And I was used to 25 meters. And this is all a bunch of like details and stuff. It doesn't really matter. It's just like, I'm not used to it. So it took me like forever to figure that out. But I got there. So we're chilling. Is is it normal? I went to see your guys' meet against Virginia. Dope. Um, And it's the first college uh, meet I've ever been to because yeah. one last year we weren't able to and my freshman year uh, it was pretty much getting shut down yeah, when yeah. so I had never seen that I, I was I, I thought that the entire lanes were used instead of using that block that you guys had in uh-huh. the middle uh-huh. is that something that that's normal or so yeah I guess when you build a pool it makes sense to build a 50 meter pool yeah but then there is a, something called a bulkhead, which is basically just a, 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 a frame, which you can move, right? So you move one end of the pool to make a 25-yard pool or a 25-meter pool, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
So we can we can set it up however you want, basically. But in competition, though, is that normal? Like, I know in college it might be, but for you, was it normal before? Uh, no, I actually don't know. It depends on what pool you're at, you know? Okay. A lot of pools are basically just 25-yard pools, and that's what you got. Okay. But it makes more sense if you're in a college to build both because we train for NCA, but also for a long... Like, international competitions, there's no yards. It's only meters. Yeah. And then you have the 50 meters. So you kind of have to have both, basically. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Um... Your freshman season now, you were pretty much one of the fastest sprinters at the collegiate level here, um, and you have a better resume in one year than most student athletes will have <laughs> in their careers. Um, for those that may not know, I mean, six-time All-American, four-time or four-time Pac-12 champion. I don't know if the team one is included. Like, uh, that's five time. Be, I think four-time total. Okay, four-time, yeah. uh, two-time NCAA champion, a few pool records at your guys' school yeah, yeah. Uh, speaker. Um, how was that experience for you? I mean, I'm not sure if that's normal. I know your team is pretty yeah. amazing, but Thank that you. seems exceptional to me. Yeah, um, so one thing that was important to me that when I came in, I wanted to matter. Okay. You know, a lot of people in general, especially internationals, come in and they have to adjust a lot. It takes them a lot of time to figure it out, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when you look at statistics, a lot of swimmers that come in from like, say Sweden or whatever, it takes them like two or three years to figure their schedule out and like, oh, they're not gonna swim well until then because they're stressed out, right? Or whatever it is, you still, it's a big difference, big change, you're moving across the world, fine, right? But it's really important for me to minimize that. I wanted, I really wanted to like take those four years that I have here and make as much out of them as possible, right? So. Like the thing that moving away from home before and that like that was all like not planned, but it was definitely helping, right? Because when I came here, I was like, oh, I'm pretty much used to this, right? I know how to swim. I know how to study, kind of. <laughs> uh, online kind of sucks, but like, yeah, I can do it, right? So it wasn't harder than that. It's just like figuring my social schedule out. And of course, like I was meeting new people and all that stuff. It was great. But just staying on track, you know? So that was important for me. And I knew I was like... I could, I could be fast enough if I get the timings right to like it where I would be able to score and matter. Yeah. Which is important because we have a good team and we're you know I don't know if you know this but me uh, me uh, Cal and Texas ha have like Texas UT been fighting for another number one spot for like ten years right yeah. it's always been Texas and Cal uh, going first or second getting first or second every NCA so that's the big clash we have right and I think we I, we lost this spring we lost by like twenty three points. And 23 points is, like, two races, right? And we're, like, 36 swimmers, and every guy swims five or four races. So it was really, really close. And it's, it's like, looking back at it, we did what we could. We did really well, right? So I'm not really mad at it. It's just super cool that we can have two teams in NCA that are just, like, really, really good. And it's, like, an interesting clash. But I knew that coming in, right? So I was like, oh, I really, really have to do whatever I can to score points. And that was important. And I did that, so it was good. Yeah, I mean, you clearly did that. Um, I didn't know that about the rival rivalry with Texas, but that's mm -hmm. awesome, especially because, well, everything there is to it. I mean, the the public schools, the states, the differences. Oh, the, yeah. There's all oh, sorts yeah. of things. So you know? different. So yeah, different. it's literally the the opposites. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's awesome. Definitely something I'll be looking forward to. Awesome. Um, how was that for you in terms of confidence? Like I told you, you seem like a really confident person. Your maturity in the sense of living by yourself clearly helped you. Um, 
was that how you just came into this because you knew that you wanted to make things matter from the beginning or did it take you time to adjust at any point oh it took me time for sure even though i was prepared it was i i got stomped to the ground i can tell you that okay. it's not i didn't come in like oh i'm really good at swimming not at all it was really is really important to i think to listen more and you speak in general right so I didn't want to come in and be like, oh, I'm really good at swimming, you know, blah, blah, blah. That was not the thing. What was cool, though, is I came in, and what I was talking about earlier is how it's important to figure out people that are better than you. Everyone was better than me. Like, I'm not kidding. In Sweden, I'm really good. I came here. I'll give you a story, right? First week. I'm like, you know, a little bit jet lag, but I'm pretty much there, you know, I'm like ready to go. We have team competitions because we have like intra squads because we couldn't compete because it was COVID like against other teams. So we just did like our own team competition. And we swam against, I think everyone has to do a 50 meter underwater, so one whole lane. I don't know if you can do that, but it's pretty hard for us, so I don't know yeah. if you can. <laughs> but it's just kicking underwater for a whole 50 meters, right? As fast as you can. And I finish it, and I can't see anyone next to me, because we do like, you know, one per lane, and then five or six heats, because we're like 40 guys. And I finish, I go 26, five or six or something. And that's pretty good. It's pretty fast. And I'm moving, you know? And I was like, yeah, this is great. I'm going to be up there. And I think after everyone swam, I was like fourth last or fifth last out Damn. of 40. Damn. And I was like, mom, I'm coming home. You know, this <laughs> sucks. Everyone's so fast. I'm eating shit. This is just terrible, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it was just so funny because I was really humble. I was like, this is great. You know, I wasn't mad or anything. I was just like, this is great. You know, this is a spot where people are really, really good. And that's what I wanted. Interesting. Okay. Uh, for to answer your question, no, I cannot do that at all. Um, it's it's complicated for me. I just uh, had the previous podcast was two two days ago with Cameron Rogers, yeah. who's a Canadian thrower, and she's yeah, here yeah. at Cal. I know Cameron. Um, and with with Cam, it's the second time we've we've done this, so we kind of know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's hard, even when I know her, to explain like. I can talk about certain things and maybe I can relate to some sorts of the mentality in a different aspect of my life. But anything that I'm saying about the athletic side is just me out of curiosity. It's not me comparing or criticizing or anything yeah. because, like I said, your freshman season resume as an athlete yeah. will be better than mine at the end of my four years. That's just the reality. And I accept that, but it's just me trying to ask those questions to understand better so what i was asking about earlier wasn't like like i'm not throwing shade or anything about saying like the the team usa coaches but historically team usa is just really good yeah at everything in the in the olympics so that's what i was asking like how how much of a difference that was or that competitive level and what you're saying i have a phrase that i use here in in the podcast it's study the greats to one day become one yeah and it's finding people that are better than better than you and doing what you can to improve that way yeah so what you're saying about the teammates is is it's awesome because many people sure for sure it's it's awesome because many people don't think that way I'm actually, I know a few of your teammates as well as the, the women swimmers that are freshmen because I'm a peer advisor in the UGBA 199 mm-hmm. uh, freshman trans- transition seminar. Mm-hmm. And the book that we read there is Ego is the Enemy yeah. by, by Ryan Holiday. Did, were you in that class? Yes. Okay. So it, it's just interesting because many freshmen come in with huge egos, right? Yes. And what you're saying is, is awesome because I haven't seen that in in many people it's their accomplishments in high school just 
they think they'll carry on and they have nothing to learn and they're the best and that's oh, how they're yeah. going to show no, up. That's and, not how it works. But yeah, and, <laughs> exactly. and cl- clearly you, you showed them otherwise. So what was there anyone you looked up to specifically? Was it just, I mean, I know you said fourth last out of 40, so there's a lot of people yeah, you could have yeah. looked up to, but yeah. was there anyone that specifically helped you out throughout the way? Yeah, so one guy for sure is Nathan, right? Nathan Adrian is a swimmer who swam here collegiately in like 20, 2008 till 2012, right? So he finished up, I don't know if he's totally done, but he swam a bunch of Olympics to try to qualify. And that's like one of the big reasons why I came out um, before. I could have basically just said, hey, COVID's happening, I'm coming out a year later, whatever. But I decided to come out early because I knew that this is going to be one of his last tries, right? He's like 32 now or okay. something. And, yeah, he's seven-time Olympic medalist or something. Wow. So, and we have a couple of those. We have, like, Ryan's in our group. Ryan's six-time Olympic medalist. And Tom is their Olympic gold medalist. A bunch of people that are, like, 30 or 27, and they, they swim fast, right? And you train with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was really important, too. It's not separate groups. It's the same group. If you're in freestyle group, you swim freestyle, right? So it's not like pro group or, or amateur group. No, no, no. It's all the same. And it's really, really, really fast people. And that was really important, right? Especially Nathan is like great freestyler, Olympic gold medalist in 100 freestyle 2012. You know? Yeah. So he knows a lot. He took bronze in that in 2016. And he was going for it in 2020. And I was like, this is great. This is what I want, you know? It's like... And I was... I can tell you, this entire year, every time we had a kick set where it's like a board, right? You yep. swim and you can talk, whatever. I was berating him. I was like, what is this? What do you do this? How do you do that? You know? It's like all year. And he's like, God, this kid will never shut up. <laughs> hey, but but it, it works because, I mean, you, once again, you did a lot of great things results-wise. And, and all those questions, like we, we have a, a freshman right now who is from Tokyo. Yeah. And the way it works with soccer is... Um, we actually never get foreigners. It's really? it's all California residents pretty mm-hmm. much. So he's our first foreigner. He's from from Tokyo and he asks so many questions. Right. So many questions. And he's like learning English in the process yeah. as well. But you can already tell how much he's improving and I told them about Kobe with, with Michael Jordan. How yeah. Michael Jordan always talks about how annoyed he was at Kobe for oh, yeah. for the that's amount of questions. Story. Yeah. yeah so it's it that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool to, to yeah. hear about. Well, yeah, it's important. Yeah, you you mentioned the the Olympics. Um, you obviously worked your way through that, but NCAA is finished in March, yes. pretty much. Um, so, again, little recap. You were six time All American in the fifty free, the hundred free, and then the free relays in two hundred and four hundred. Uh, the medley relay in 200 and 400. I'm assuming you did the freeze in those as well? Yes. Yeah. Um, and pretty much, I mean, same thing with, with Pac-12s and, and the NCAA. Um, I actually saw you, you had a school record as well, so that's, that's pretty <laughs> sick. Um, yes, sir. Did any of this, especially with the... I think out of all of these, it's, it's great. Obviously, it's amazing. But if I were in your shoes, I feel like, especially with the amazing group that you guys are with... To have records at, at speaker must yeah. have some sort of bragging rights, or was oh, that yeah. the case? Oh, yeah. yeah. So inside our locker, not even inside, but like the, the hallway to a locker, there's frames of like times and best times, right? And that matters because it's really fun. You have Nathan up there, right? And you have like all these guys that are here before us. And we have this tradition of like excellence. And it's kind of funny because that's literally like you want to be in that chart. It's like top 10 in every event, right? 
and they haven't changed it since 2019 so they're going to update it very soon i think and i think we'll be up there but uh yeah i think you're right speaker is pretty 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 cool like that they have a, they have a wall of like olympians from cal both men's and women right it's like hundreds of people it's insane it's like this giant wall of like olympians and i'm like on there <laughs> and it's like not even special i'm like oh cool <laughs> oh that's amazing yeah give me a quick sec i'm gonna reset this camera yeah all right, we're back after another quick interruption, but I think I figured this camera out. It's second time I'm, I'm using it, so yeah. all good. Um, anyways, the bragging rights you were mentioning, pretty awesome. Uh, I know we're a bit short on time, so I'll, I'll swing into the, the Olympic aspect of things. I know you were competing in European championships in May, and yeah. that went well. And then uh, you went to training camp in Rome. Yes. How was that process for you? I know it was hard personally as well. Yeah. Um, tell me ab about that. I, I, there's no question. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll tell you. It's totally fine. Um, so this year was the Olympic qualification period. This year was yeah. pretty crazy, right? So for me, um, after NCAs, I went home because I had to qualify. I had a qualification period for Tokyo, right? Tokyo is in August, so you have like two or three months to kind of figure that out, and you have to hit a certain time. And my time was twenty two zero one, in the fifty freestyle, and I had been twenty two zero six, so like five one hundreds off, which is just like a blink of an eye, basically. Yeah. And basically, what happened in May and and I want to say April and May, yeah, I went home and I swam like a ton of different different competitions, and I was like. 22.04, It was just like seven or eight times. I was like less than a tenth from the qualification. Yeah. I was like, how is this happening? Like literally, it was so close all the time. And this is a little out of context, but basically during the whole of COVID, my dad was battling cancer and he pancreatic cancer. And that was pretty hard, you know, moving to the U.S. And it's just like, you're basically on FaceTime with your dad and it's it's pretty bad, right? So it's like, that was a big decision too, you know, deciding to come out early to train for the Olympics and then like following my dreams instead of being home to help. So that was a big like trade-off, right? And it was really important for me. That was the like, whole reason why I also like focused because I was like, I'm not going to go to the U.S. and just waste my time. There's no way. So when I got back home and I swam all those competitions that didn't make it, I was like, eh, this is not great. So I was kind of upset, and, you know, in that time, like, May, you have your finals, and it's doing it in the middle of the night, you know, 16B final, middle yeah. of the night, not great. <laughs> not fun at all. Yeah, that's calculus for those that don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm not that good at calc, but, like, 16B is pretty hard here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was rough, you know, just at that time. And then, basically, in June, we had our last competition uh, to qualify. This is in Rome. And what happened is, a week before that competition, my dad passed away at home and uh, I, I traveled back from Rome because I was like, I'm not gonna swim, there's no way. And I was with my family and it was a really tough time and basically one day before the competition, I was like, I'm gonna finish what we started here and in glory or defeat, right? So I didn't wanna qualify, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think of qualifying. I just basically decided to fly back out and swim for my dad um, because that's what he would have wanted, I feel like. And I did, and I ended up qualifying <laughs> in Rome. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that story through articles and as well as through your yeah. your posts, and, I mean, I'm I'm very sorry to, to hear that. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, I, I kept seeing as well that you were point zero five off, which is ridiculous yeah. to me, like you were seeing a blink of an eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, you, do you think that the shift in, in focus in the sense of I'm not trying to qualify is just for my dad? 
helped in any way, like, to not think about those point zero five or... Oh, yeah, because that was literally, like, the moment where you're just not pressured, right? Because yeah. all the other competitions, like, I want to qualify for my dad and for myself, and it's like, I got to do this, blah, blah, blah. But at that point, it's just like, in Rome, it's just like, you know, nothing. It's just like, I'm just going to swim, you know? And I did, and I hadn't practiced for a week either. Like, I hadn't touched the water. Yeah, which is is crazy um, yes. that you went a week just like that. <laughs> I've heard from swimmers that it's uh, you take a day off and it takes two days to get back into oh, it. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's pretty 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 weird. But I guess your body is more used to it than you think. And yeah, I mean, all of that with eight days or, or yeah. seven days off, and then that point zero five that you were chasing. It's it's crazy that you got past it. Obviously, I mean, it was a a very difficult situation, and the inspiration that you must have felt was i mean it must have been just different and very unique especially the result showed it afterwards yeah do you think there's any way that you could get yourself into the mindset of letting go the same way that you did and not feeling that pressure today i don't think so okay yeah it's just that special unique moment it's very right special unique you know it's very hard to like I, I learned from it i'm getting better at it but it's also like you're it's very few times where you're in a situation that's like it's so weird because you know that this is my last, like, my last race to qualify for the Olympics. I yep. mean, once every four years, right? So technically, your the pressure should be the highest, right? But in that moment, with everything that had happened, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to swim. I, I did not even, like, worry about it. did not have, like, my pulse was, like, 100, you know, it's not high at all. I was, like, literally almost resting. It was, just, it was usually in Europeans, I was, like, 200, you know, I was, like... Oh, I'm stressing out, I'm going to swim so fast, blah, blah, blah. But then in Rome, I was literally like, me, I'm just swimming. And it worked, you know? So I can take away from that, but the circumstances are way different, right? So I think it's important to, like, also trust yourself. Be like, hey, I got this. And, like, just relax, you know? You know, your body knows what to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've I've only experienced, like, one very close loss in, in my life. And I feel like it also takes away, like, it, it shows you how much certain values are worth in the sense that this personal situation just happened everything else is kind of meaningless yeah. or it's only meaningful uh, up until the point that we allow it to be yeah. for example for you it must have been like you said rome meh like it you could think about it like it's just a race yeah like you're hopping in a pool and you're racing yes. and that's it and i kind of understand like how a personal situation like that can allow you to see things like that. And I think that when I experienced it, what I try to take away from it was like, realize that there's a, a greater value to life and there's very meaningful moments such as those that shouldn't, they shouldn't belittle everything else, but they should make you realize like, hey, there's, you shouldn't be pressured about the 16B test yeah. or about this race or <laughs> things like that. Even though we give them so much value, yeah, it's like, hey, a little pressure. I agree. Off. I agree. So, especially sports. Like it's just sports, right? Yeah. And it's supposed to be fun, and that's really important too. Like especially here, it's like we are students first, and I think we put a lot of time in athletics, but enjoy it, right? Just like have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. To start closing off, just uh, I have a few questions about the the Olympics, obviously, because that's a, sure. a huge thing. Um, you went past those personal obstacles. You went to Tokyo. Um, how was that experience for you as a swimmer, as a competitor? It was awesome. So what I was afraid about was that everything would catch up to me, right? Mm -hmm. And it did a little bit to where, like, I was, I was on a plane towards 
like I was on a plane going towards Jap uh, Japan, like three weeks after my dad passed, right? So two weeks after I made the team, I was like on a plane. Yeah. So it was, I, I was scared that it was going to be too much at once, just like having the height of your life and the low of your life, you know? Uh, I saw that there's there's one of the uh, quotes, somebody quoted you uh, saying like, there was no time to, to breathe or even stop. It was just go, go, go. Exactly, exactly. So I was scared that that's going to be too much, you know? To where it's like, it's going to blow, blow past me. I'm not even going to notice it. But it did. I was really, really happy with that. I, I went there and I enjoyed every second of it, you know? Yeah. I didn't necessarily, like, sit there and like, oh, my life sucks so much. I was at the Olympics. I was like, let's enjoy this, you know? It's not going to, you know, like, it sounds weird. But like, it's not going to bring my dad back. But, like, I'm going to enjoy this. I made, I made it here. Good job, Bjorn, you know? Yeah. And that's also really important. Like, I was really proud of myself, you know? So I was there and I was like, this is good. You know, swim fast. And, um... <laughs> I, sw I didn't swim as fast as I wanted to. Big part of that was that, um, like I said, it, it affected me a little bit. You know, it's yep. just like it was a lot. And it's just like you're tired, right? So you, you do all the spring and the whole fall and you qualify and you go from race to race to race to qualify to go. So there wasn't really a break, which was like could have been done better if I would have qualified earlier for sure. Okay. But uh, yeah, I had a great time. It was awesome. Tokyo is amazing. Yeah, one of the other, like, like I had mentioned, some of the things I won't experience. So this is, it could come off as a very ignorant question, but it's just my curiosity. <laughs> you go from a spring season of winning so much and the Olympic result isn't like at that level. Yes. What takeaway do you have from that? So biggest takeaway is that in college you compete against people that are your age, right? Yeah. Or like kind of your age, which is really a big difference because if you look at the events that I swim internationally, like 50 freestyle, the people that medaled were like 20, 26, 32, and 30. And you're 21. Yeah. So I wasn't, I, I didn't go in and I was like, because those guys are like my height, but they're like. 50 pounds more than muscle than me, right? It's insane. Like, if you look at Caleb or whatever, like, any one of those, they, they're strong and they're usually very old in swimming terms. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't go in. I was like, I'm going to win this. I was like, enjoy the ride, you know? Basically, in Sweden, once you make your first Olympic team, it's called Sia and Sia Clara, which means uh, basically watch and learn. Okay. Which is good. It was a good phrase. They basically send you, they're like, no pressure, watch and learn. Swim your race, we don't expect anything. Which is good. I basically went and I did that, right? Enjoyed the food in the dining hall. I met a lot of people. I met Yao Ming. You know, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, it was just awesome being there for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming it must have been an incredible experience. Like I said, these are the things that I can only experience through the people I talk to. So yeah. it's, it's pretty awesome to see that. Uh, finishing up that season and you're clearly now getting into this new one. What's your mentality going forward? Uh, are you the the champ or do you still think there's something to prove especially like as the olympics <laughs> just finished what's student your mentality always student always there you go there i go no but it, so what's happening is it's really interesting right there's something called um post-olympic like what, what do they even call it i don't know it's like you just post, not even depression but it's like post-olympics if you've been not even if you medal it's like you've been and you're like okay i've been at the olympics what i do now Right. And that happened to me a little bit. Yeah. Be, the, there's actually something I've been thinking about a lot is the identity yes. of, well, you guys after the, the Olympics, because obviously there's the trend of getting the tattoo with the five rings and, mm -hmm. and having this in, in your, your bio, your Swedish swimmer or Swedish Olympian swimmer. or, or yeah. Everybody knows yeah. you because of that. Exactly. But like you said, you're 21. 
and you probably have so many more years to live yeah. and that's not going to be it forever so where how is that post olympic experience because it's it's like what what's next well you're right so one of the things is just figuring out what my goals are both swimming and and academically right so like you're saying there's more to life than swimming so academically as like getting on par and working through all of that really important and uh, swimming was just like I haven't made my mind up yet you know it's been like f three months four months I yeah. still haven't made my mind up like what do I want right I'm still gonna swim but yeah. I'm just not sure what my goals are and that was like before the Olympics I was like I'm going to the Olympics that was pretty straightforward but now it's like trying to figure out what my goals are take some time and I'll, I'll get into it but also like like uh, just enjoy it I enjoy it more now for sure okay. right so before the Olympics it's like you have a diet and you have this and this and you have to be in bed by nine but now you've been to the Olympics right it's just like you can have a burger or you can you know you can stay up until like 10 30 <laughs> not that that's late but yeah i enjoy it more for sure and then slowly i'll get back into like my routines and like do it really strictly but like don't stress it either right because we live with like as swimmers especially cal we live in four year cycles yeah yeah for sure yeah i 100 percent see that in you i know your your time is limited but the the last few things i i had in mind were uh your your interest in video production um, yeah. you're the first person that's walked in here and said this is uh, your, your audio interface and yes, I feel like you you even know about it more than I do I just have it because I need it for this to yeah, work yeah. Um, but I've seen some of your, your videos yeah. you, you haven't posted as much as you used to rec uh, recently yeah. but are you still into that? Do you have any projects in mind? Um, in mind, yes I haven't done as much in the last couple of years but just because of like it takes a lot of time, right? But I love it. I, I love video production. And if you scroll through my Instagram, there's a lot of stuff here and there. It's like stuff that I thought was cool when I was like little, right? And I made those since I was like 14, 15. But it's just like, I think it's, I, cinematography itself is great. And I wish, I wish, I, I, sometimes I wish I was at USC because they have a great film school right there. And that'd be something for me, I think. But it's just super creative and it's something that occupies me. And every time I watch a movie, I'm like, this is a great shot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so no, I love that. That's awesome. That's something I kind of would want to get into. Like right now, I'm like just experimenting with this yeah. uh, content creator sort of thing. And that's what I enjoy the most, like yeah. creating content in the sense of writing and blogging and, yeah. and being an author and speaking with people and interviewing. Awesome. But I want to get into that as well. So I'll hit you up about some projects awesome. I have in of mind course, here. Buddy. So maybe you can help me out. And it's for Cal. So yeah, for we'll sure. see. Anything you that, that I missed? Anything that's coming up next besides season? You're applying to Haas? Yeah, no, just figuring stuff out still and, and seeing uh, if I even can apply. They're kind of not letting me, maybe. Oh, <laughs> how, how come? Some kind of units okay. stuff. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. We'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. I'm sure you'll, you'll be fine. Um, well, I, I think that's that's pretty much it for today. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for, for being here. It was great yeah. to get to know you this way. Um, thank you for, yeah, just for, for coming on. And to everyone that watched, uh, thank you so much, whether it's on YouTube or Spotify. Um, share this with anyone you think would like it. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and like the video if it's on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, follow the podcast and Bjorn, uh, your what's your your handles on social media if they want to uh, look you just up just my name bjorn seeliger just yeah. find me there don't okay. use twitter but uh, no twitter no. well on instagram i think it's bjorn underscore seeliger right exactly. yeah. yeah all right well the, there you have it if not the the links are in the description 
uh, that's it for today. Thank you so much. I'll see you all next time. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast and follow me on my personal social media accounts for more. All at Fer Andraes. All links are in the description. If this episode inspired you in any way, please help me out by sharing it with a friend to help them leave their dent in the universe as well. That's it for today. I'll see you all next time.